0: Dad, seven times without an answer i got busy with the breakfast rush he says then shrugs at me as if this whole thing is a simple misunderstanding i have a brief out-of-body moment where i see this crazy-haired wild-eyed woman about to kill her father you scared me i say Recalling my dash through O'Hare, the restless flight to Dallas, my panicked drive around town to locate him, you made it sound like this was an emergency. A bell rings and plates appear in the kitchen window. My father trays the order. Well, listen, I'm sorry about that, but I told you not to worry. I throw my hands up as a fresh wave of anger swells inside me. You mentioned hospital paperwork, and then you didn't pick up your phone. How could I not envision the worst? Easy there, baby girl. Calm down. It's just a simple operation to fix me up, he says, tapping his kneecap with his knuckles. So it's not even serious, I ask. Doc says after some intensive therapy, I'll be shining brighter than a freshly minted penny. Now, let me look at you. My father clutches my arms. You're skinny as a green bean. Don't people eat where you live? And why are you dressed like one of those stuffy lawyers on law and order? Because I was at work prepping for an important meeting— I say, my voice rising, at this very moment I should be on the 38th floor of the United Building overlooking the Chicago River presenting to the executive board of Kingsbury Enterprises about their product launch. I'm the senior consultant on the account, the success of which determines if I make partner. I dropped everything to be here, and you're acting as if I'm the irrational one? you don't belong in that job anyway. It's about time you came home. Five years, and that frozen tundra is long enough. Now, how about some real food? No more of that bird crap you've been eating. He winks, and his lips curve up into a bright smile. The fire burning inside me dies, replaced with exhaustion, and I slump against the counter. I'm not hungry, sure you are. My father pops his head into the kitchen window and speaks to Ernie, his right-hand man and short-order cook. Can you plate up a James Beard for Lily? Coming right up, boss. Make sure you add extra syrup and bacon. I cross my arms. Dad, no, I, you love this stuff. He pats my wrist. I'm not a little girl anymore. I know that but you're never too old for tradition, he says, pointing at the wall on the far side of the diner. Intermixed among rusted diner signs with phrases like, if you're smoking in here, you better be on fire, unattended children will be towed at owner's expense, and Jack Turner's diet plate, half the food, half the calories, full price, are candid photographs from years past and framed high school newspaper columns written by yours truly. Most normal parents tape their children's accomplishments to the refrigerator. Not my father. No, he creates menu items about them. Like today's Blue Plate special, for instance, inspired by my first column for The Bagpipe about legendary food pioneer James Beard's famous quote, I've long said that if I were about to be executed and were given a choice of my last meal, it would be bacon and eggs. The special consists of three strips of bacon piled atop eggs scrambled with cheddar cheese and fresh vegetables, all drizzled with Vermont maple syrup. The column was part of a monthly feature called The Yummy, which focused on simple, delicious foods. Of course, I wrote those columns back when I cared about things like developing the perfect hush puppy recipe or discovering the key ingredient that made a pasta dish unforgettable. Back before I outgrew the diner and cooking altogether.